0: Hey, it's your old pal Fitzy from Six Rings and Football Things. This NFL offseason, no days off. In fact, we can fit 25 hours in a day. That's because podcasts make you more productive.
1: When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task you got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores, do your job, and be entertained at the same time. It's all about the New England Patriots. The news, insight, analysis, and laughs. On demand, so it fits into your busy schedule.
0: Follow Six Rings and Football Things in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. No days off! No days off! No days off! No days off! This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball! With Andy Hart.
1: All right, good to be with you. All right.
0: See this microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal.
1: What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, Hannibal.
0: Hannibal. Hannibal. Oh, Mr. Dot on WEEI.com. Big
1: matchup. Patriots taking on the Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, but we'll get right into it because I guess your sort of leads us off. You wrote a column uh, this morning basically saying the Patriots have nothing to lose in this game against the Chiefs. Was that just based off of? They're so good and the Patriots are kind of like a eh, team and if they win, that's great. And if they lose, they're supposed to lose.
0: Sort of. I mean, basically, the Chiefs are now the Patriots. They are the measuring stick, they're the king of the mountain, whatever you want to call it. Remember that in elementary school, there'd be those big snow piles and a big kid would get on top and throw all the other kids off when they tried to climb the mountain. Yeah, that's what the Chiefs are. Yes. That's what the Chiefs are. The Patriots are a work in progress. I don't know if, you know, Rich Keefe picked the Patriots and the Chiefs to be his AFC title game. Maybe that'll be true. I did too. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a homer too. I forgot the homers stick together. (laughs) Maybe that's true, but right now that's irrelevant. That's way, way down the road. The Patriots are a work in progress, and most people thought the work in progress would end the first four games, hit the quarter pole. It's not really the quarter pole if you listen to horse racing people, but that's what I say. Quarter pole. um, Hit the quarter pole at two and two, right? Right. So if they hit it at two and two, you are where you are. Your worst case scenario: you're two games behind the Bills in the East. You're in the mix for the playoff picture. Because guess what? You're not getting the number one seed. That's
1: uh, no. The, the, I so, think that's even the homers of homers realize that's not in right. So in a
0: normal year, that would be a talking point. Oh, that's a huge game potentially for seeding. And nope, forget about that. Don't worry about that. And if you get blown out, so you're the Ravens. Because the Ravens just got, in my opinion, blown out. It oh, wasn't yeah, like
1: right. a the game. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Yes. So they were at home and they're supposed to be the second best team. They're supposed to be close to the chiefs. They're supposed to be proving they're the challenger to the chiefs and they can't hold the chiefs jock right now. So if you don't, I don't get the
1: big deal. Like you just go home, you're two and two, you live to fight another day. Like you're I probably supposed to be two and two. Everybody that did the win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, yes. them, had them at two and two. And I'm not saying
0: I would be looking at this as a player or a coach this way. Like, they have to look at it differently. Right. But the reality is this is a no-lose, only-win situation for them. If they shock the world, then all of a sudden, boy, is the cart going to fly by the horse and everybody will be like, oh, the Patriots are back. They're the best team. Blah, 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 blah. But, no, really, they, they're going to go there. It's a bad matchup in a million different ways. A million different ways it's a bad matchup.
1: Yeah, I think even, like, everybody knows how good they are on offense, but I think they're very underrated on defense. They are. And
0: they're not great on defense, but they're, you know, we've talked for years about the Patriots defense with good players and playmakers and timely plays and bend but don't break and turnovers. Like, that's what the Chiefs are. Like, Greg – I mean, excuse me, Chris Jones, Yep. Um, the one guy who's actually hurt for them, that's the other thing. They're almost perfectly healthy. Everybody's full participation except uh, Chris Jones. Yep. And he even like he just makes one strip sack then they get the ball then they score and that's like the one play they need to change like any kind of back and forth even in a good game you know against a good team and all of a sudden instead of matching scores you lost a possession he took advantage patrick mahomes and they got the extra it's just they in some ways they are the patriots they are with you know different skills but yes they're the patriots yes right like they're the defending champ. They have the best coach, the best quarterback, the best scheme. They're comfortable with who they are. They make timely plays on defense. Like, they don't make a ton of mistakes. Even if you play them well. Like, there's been times over the years I think teams were hanging with, with the Patriots and then late in the second quarter, boom, touchdown right before the half. Right. Boom, touchdown coming out of the third quarter. What happened? We were we were close and now we're down 14 or we're down 10. Like, And that's what – Patrick Mahomes has done that against the Patriots where he – struggles it's quiet like and i saw i don't know if it was jason or devin McC- one of the McCordys was t- they they've been there like they held him in check held him in check held him in check boom 60 yards boom 80 yards yep. oh they just scored 14 points in two minutes and 12 seconds or something
1: yeah uh where do you want to start with sort of analyzing this matchup offensively or defensively uh let's start defensively because
0: i think i mean the the star of this show is Patrick Mahomes and his offense, right, and Andy yeah. Reid by extension. So defensively, the first thing everybody says because it's always the topic, but even this week it's more so the topic. Bill takes away their best weapon. He did it against yeah. Waller. It was obvious who it was. You take away Waller, blah blah blah. I, I mean, first of all, there is no obvious answer because I mean, they literally pick five guys if you want to. And their best player, you can't take away Patrick Mahomes. No, like. There's no scheme. This is what we do. This is how we take Patrick Mahomes away. You're not built like that. I know people have tried to say, well, the Chargers just held him in check. He had nine points or whatever. A, division game. And we always know, like, even Brady in division games over the years, they're sometimes just different. Stuff happens. They know each other so well. B, the Chargers have a pass rush that you don't have. They have talent on defense that you don't have. Yeah, Um, they
1: have have players that can do things that the Patriots just have no chance of doing.
0: Right. So you're not going to stop Mahomes or take Mahomes away. So let's look at a more traditional the weapons. I've been saying all week I would take away, I would double, I would bracket whatever Tyreek Hill because to me he can embarrass you the most. He can he's the yeah. guy that
1: Yeah, no question. And with the big it, plays, yes, he's 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 the guy that can hurt you the most.
0: So I would probably be some format of probably Jonathan Jones with help maybe on him. Um you don't have to roll your eyes. You don't have to... Hem and haw. No, I mean, I... I yes, sure. Um, and then, Kelsey, you actually have some interesting, I'd got say, it. options or matchups. Yeah. Like... Jawan Williams. Well, first of all, you could throw Gilmore at him if you wanted to. Yeah. Then um, occasionally, if you want to mix it up. Jawan Williams.
1: Kyle well, Duggar well, Can we talk about Williams' underrated topic point this week? Nobody discussed it. He got benched, basically, on Sunday. Right, but...
0: That's going to happen. I mean
1: well, – I don't know. I think everybody was like, oh, Jawan Williams did a great job and take away Darren Waller. He didn't really – There was a, he was part of it, but he wasn't the main guy. Like, he right. got benched. He had two holding penalties and was benched.
0: And that could happen again. Or this week, that could happen to Kyle Duggar. Maybe Kyle Duggar gets his shot, and then suddenly Kyle Duggar looks like a Division Two rookie, and they go, Joan, get in there. We need you to do – like." Okay. You have some athletes, I think, to throw at Kel. I'm not saying you're going to win. There's a reason he's been one of the best tight ends in football for an extended period of time. He's good. He can make plays. He's athletic. Um, But he also, he has some drops. He's not, he doesn't scare me as much as Hill. So that's why. Because Tyree
1: Kill can score, like, in a second. Right. And Kel, he's, Kelsey. you're right. He has the drops. He's not like, he's a great tight end, but he's not like the game-changing player that Tyree Kill is. So let's just say the
0: safeties kind of take him away or deal with him in that scenario. That leaves Gilmore to deal with Watkins or Hardman or whatever else is sort of on the field in their sets. Um, So I, I, the problem is you may have, that's the strength of the Patriots defense. So that's good. And you may have matchups you feel okay about. Yep. But Mahomes is going to find the one guy who loses the
1: matchup. Like, well, you're also forgetting about another player, too, that they really can't stop, Clyde Everett Tlaire. Oh, I don't think
0: they can. I, right. I, I would be stunned if he doesn't have 150 yards of total offense.
1: I, I, I just, think the Chiefs will look at the like, tape of the Raiders game and look at Josh Jacobs of those runs, and they're like, we can do this all day. Like,
0: I, yeah, and catch the ball, too. Right. Because if, you're, if your safeties are focused on doubling Hill and dealing with Kelsey...
1: That means uh, your your new whipping boy, Juwan Bentley, could be taking oh, by
0: Bentley, and maybe the extra safety. So maybe you have three safeties on the field. Let's say Duggar is involved with Kelsey. Yeah. McCourty's involved with Hill. Adrian Phillips is now involved with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, with Bentley, something in that matchup. I don't love that. I, I think wow. that could be... That's why I... To me, he might be the key to the offense, and he's their new toy, their new weapon that Andy Reid is still sort of learning on the fly. But yep. it will stun me if he doesn't have 150 – if he's healthy and he doesn't have 150 yards of total offense, it will stun me in this game. So, yeah, I mean, what do you want me to tell you? They're freaking good. they got a lot of weapons.
1: <laughs> what What do you uh, – like, in terms of playing the game, Do you do you try to keep up with them points-wise or do you try to – do the, you know, control the clock, limit the possessions, that type of game. Like, the Patriots have shown they can score points, kind of. But do you believe that they actually can? Um, you know you know can. what I'm saying? They've, they've scored all these points, but, like, against the Raiders, they got a defensive touchdown, some, some breaks here and there. They haven't showed they can go out and score 30 just by showing up. Okay, so now we're
0: sort of switching to offense a little bit. Yeah. And the, the game – at. First of all, like I did a radio hit this morning. They said, is there any way the Patriots win? Of course there's a way the Patriots win. They're not inept. And their strength matches up with the Chiefs' weakness. They can run the ball. They've run the ball for 200-plus yards in two of three games. The Chiefs are susceptible to the running game. We saw Ravens run it early. Now, Lamar had a big run, but Cam Newton can have a big run on an early drive. The problem is you have to hold it, run it, score touchdowns, finish every drive with a touchdown, If Nick Folk walks on the field, you lose. Nick Folk needs to only come on for PATs.
1: This is kind of the old argument against the Patriots. We give the other teams crap all the time for kicking these field goals. And it's like, you don't beat the Patriots to the field goals. Same thing with the Chiefs. You don't beat the Chiefs to the
0: field goals. Football math is very simple. Seven beats three every single freaking time. And again, you're right. They are the Patriots that you can't punt. That's why, you know, one of the discussions that's come the last couple weeks, I think they were mocking Lamar Jackson for saying, you know, I'm not facing Patrick
1: Mahomes. I'm facing – no, 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 you are. You're facing Patrick Mahomes. Just well, like – That's even came up come up this week, and every offensive player, Josh or Daniels, has been asked about it. They kind of shove it away, but, like, they can't ignore that fact. No. And we saw it, and, and I think at times
0: Manning and Brady wouldn't necessarily completely acknowledge it, but they would at least sort of admit that, yeah, like, he's over there, so I have to score points. I know he's going to score points. Right. Hell, Fourth and two, the famous fourth and two, that's what that was about. It was about Brady versus Manning. Do I feel better with Brady trying to hold on to the ball or giving the ball back to Manning? It was a comparison of your quarterbacks and your offenses because the defenses play second fiddle. They're they're a subplot storyline. So if, if Mahomes is on the field, then yes, you're playing Mahomes. Now the first course of action is yes. Let's run the ball 48 times in this game. We're gonna have success. We're gonna rush for 300 yards. We're gonna keep the we. We're gonna score. We're gonna put it in the end zone. And is that a formula that could work? Yes. Now I also think you need Mahomes to maybe get frustrated, take chances, make a mistake, have a ball bounce your way. I mean, the Ravens even had a kick return, and it didn't. It wasn't enough. Like they they had an, an extra. Like they play. got one of those breaks, I guess you want to call it right, um, and so at some point if you can do it perfectly yes I guess that's a way to beat them but again we've seen so many times where they've kept him in check until he wasn't like kept him in check until he put up points quickly so I do think you will start running the ball I want you to keep running the ball unlike the Ravens who I think have gotten away from running the ball in their matchups with the Chiefs they have they have Feared that the game was already getting out of control. That's what I was
1: going to say. You're getting that dangerous spot where you're down 10 in the first quarter, where it's like you're not running. That's what I mean. These teams panic in a way.
0: I would say down 10 in the third quarter, keep running. Right. Keep running.
1: Because if you take advantage of your three possessions and you stop them on their two, you're all of a sudden back in business. Right. I'm not
0: going to say it's easy, but like there's a reason they're the Super Bowl champions. They're the reason they're good, right? They're like. So it, it's going to take near perfection from you. They have more of a, a room for error, a margin for error. They can win without playing great. That's who they are. That's how they're built right now. With their how they
1: beat the Texans on opening night. They were, by their standards, that was a
0: below average performance, but they still right. roll. And that's the problem with them is they can play below average. They can, even him, Patrick Mahomes, The like the sneaky thing for him, even in the postseason, like consistently the Super Bowl, he digs holes or he's not great, but then he's so good that, a flurry of punches, it's right. over. Right. right. It's like I won the fight for the first seven rounds and then he knocked me the bleep out in the eighth round because that's what he does. Um, but I do think I don't think the Pagers can control the game completely. You're gonna need Cam Newton to make some plays. Like, and I don't I don't know if he's ready for that. He's certainly
1: not coming off his best
0: passing performance last week.
1: That was an underratedly bad performance by Newton passing yeah. was. Yeah. That's not getting talked about enough, I don't think. Maybe, because maybe it's just one game. It's just, you know, it happens. You can't expect perfection every week. But he did not look good at all. Some really yeah. bad throws, forcing a lot of throws. Didn't really seem confident. Um, and good for them for winning the game and, and doing what they needed to do. But if he has that performance this week, it's going to be pretty ugly.
0: Yeah, my, like my postgame column was you don't need Cam to carry you, basically. You want a game with him being kind of bad. You you can not do that against middling teams like the Raiders. You're not going to do that against the Chiefs. And over the last couple weeks, I mean, if he throws that pick six in Seattle that should have been a pick six to Dunbar, he then threw another pick later. Even if he doesn't have the second one, he throws a pick six. The way he played last week, he probably could have thrown another pick or two last week. He's been been tiptoeing through bad play. Like, it's a good story to start the year because the expectations are lower and all that. But he's been tiptoeing. He could have been a bad story in some ways to start the year. But you need good cam. You need good offensive line. You need good running game. Maybe Damian Harris um, gets his chance. We should talk about that because I think there's a sneaky big deal that isn't really being acknowledged. I think Sony being on the injury report is a huge deal in a lot of ways. A, it's sort of like him. He comes off a big game and he's got a knee injury. Maybe the knee injury is why he couldn't finish runs. But it also allows them to have Sonny Michel inactive, Damian Harris active, and you can't write, oh, the bust first-round picks, a healthy scratch, the era is over.
1: Very good point. Didn't really, didn't really connect those dots until now.
0: Yeah. I think there's a good chance Sony Michel's inactive, Damian Harris gets his chance because James White's back. You have Rex Burkhead. So if – say Damian Harris – isn't very good. Say he has a Sony game and he gets five carries in the first quarter and he sucks. You turn the running game over to Rex Burkhead and you have James White back in his normal role as the pass catcher. But the biggest deal is Sunday afternoon at, what is it? 255, three o'clock when the inactives come out. If it just said Sony Michelle and there was no injury report, it would be a huge story. But all you have to say is, Sony Michel missed his first game of the year due to a knee injury. And now it's not a story, right? It's, yep. He's dinged up. Oh, he had a knee. It happens, you know, whatever. So I, I think people are kind of glossing over that this week. It, that's the Bill Belichick out for the Damian Harris era to kick off.
1: I mean, because I, I wrote about it that you could probably just slow play Harris and maybe not have him activated for this game. And oh, just, you could. I don't know if he's going to be like, this no, may I, all be just uh, a theory. I'm yeah, just... no, that, that's sort of like Mike. Just a theory with Harris that they can slow play it with him and sort of see how things go. Maybe Michelle s- stinks again, or maybe Michelle has another great game, and then you you know make JJ Taylor inactive. But that the Michelle thing is a is a good thought because, like you said, it takes away the out of Belichick. You know, basically benching a first round pick,
0: and you won't get a post you know eight o'clock post game Zoom question. Why was Sony Michelle a healthy scratch? I no, you might not even get a question because it's. The answer is it's a knee injury. You have the answer. The answer was on the injury report.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, my other injury report related thing is my theory. Yep. Um, I think Julian Edelman is going to be on the injury report every week. And there will be a week he misses a game. But this keeps teams from knowing what's going on. So Julian Edelman is dealing with something. And he probably, like, he's a 34-year-old slot receiver. Well, I, I think he's really
1: case it. like every year, though.
0: No, I know. But I think it just makes it so simple. Like, I don't think you'll see a single chance of a week where he's not on the injury report. And I bet you he misses a game. He gets up slower and slower every week on every catch on every play.
1: And it seems like, like a different thing every week. Like one time yeah. he land on the shoulder, and then the next week it's the knee. Right. But that's my I theory did, that they will credit for playing through all of it. Like that's he's. Oh, he did it last year. Yeah, toughest guy in the locker room. But my theory
0: is we're going to get lulled to sleep with he's always
1: Until one Sunday morning, we're going to get a, tech, a tweet from Rapidport saying yep. Edelman's not expected to play.
0: After gutting through it for the last five weeks, Julian Edelman is inactive due to a number of injuries or something.
1: Now, do you think that'll be a uh, calculated game, or will it just all of a sudden one week will be worse than all the others? Both. Okay. You
0: know, what? like, I do think both. And we've seen games over the years where they've tried to manage him. And like, like the
1: Bengals game last year. He was basically a decoy.
0: Right. And so there'll be one of those, and maybe it has to do with Maybe they want to give Gunner a shot. Maybe it's a little like the running back thing, where yep. you're not going to bench Julian Edelman, and you don't want to take away reps. Well, he's so banged up this week, and we're he playing needs, the. He
1: needs a week, like right. Maybe build it around the bye week. He needs some two. He needs two weeks off.
0: Right, and then you get Gunner reps and see, you know, was Gunner a good camp story, or is Gunner a developing slot receiver? And well, so, so you don't think that
1: you can, they can just slide Gunner in and maybe replace Demir Bird? Uh, why would you do that? Because I think Gunner had a better training camp than Demir Bird. But hasn't Demir
0: Bird been okay? Now he's weird because he's one of those guys where well, I see things I don't like. like it's. I don't know. I think Gunner can do what Demir Bird's doing. It, yeah, but I don't know if he can. Demir Bird is a more of a speed based. Theoretically, could make some big plays. He's your version of Hardman or Tyreek Hill, or you hope he can break a play here or there.
1: Yeah, they're different receivers, I guess. So, yeah.
0: Do you think Gunner's gonna catch a little swing pass and go 80 yards?
1: No, but Demir Bird has done, done it. it? Well no. of course he hasn't
0: done it yet. I'm just saying I think he has a better chance to do he's a speed guy.
1: Yeah. I, I don't I have been I've been as impressed with Demir Bird as maybe others have.
0: Well I haven't really either, but he's the best chance you have at like a speed guy, a down the field, a make a yes. play guy.
1: Yes. Right? right? So so what? Gunner can his only realistic shot is replacing Jacoby Myers?
0: Uh, Jacoby
1: Myers slash
0: Julian Edelman, like slide it. Well, yeah, Jacoby Myers hasn't done anything. Replace yeah, Jacoby you know. Myers, that's, that's nothing.
1: Oh, but that's what I'm saying. So is, is Gunner's like stealing, just basically replacing the number four receiver on the roster, playing 15 snaps a game, or can Gunner actually make you know contribute?
0: I think you go fourth receiver. Okay, maybe he's a little bit more. Oh, Edelman's inactive this week. I was Let's gonna see. say
1: the the probably the biggest thing for Gunner is he's Edelman insurance.
0: Right. And, and at some point, he gets that opportunity, and does he latch
1: onto it and step up and, and make some plays? What's your prediction for those two this week? Because they're, they're eligible to return for the game. Do you think both are active? Uh,
0: yeah, probably. Why I wouldn't they would be? Do. And you kind of – you need. I mean, you certainly if, – if everybody told me Gunner was the best receiver, I, I think people meant Gunner was the best – they said he's the second best receiver in camp, but people didn't want to say he might be better than Edelman in camp. This goes back to my whole Bledsoe-Brady thing from 2001. Like, if, if I'm picking the quarterback based on camp, then Brady's the starter. Yeah, but you're not. You put Bledsoe in, and you know why, because Bledsoe's the starting well, quarterback.
1: I mean, to be fair, like, Edelman just wasn't really given the chance to make plays in camp. Okay,
0: but whatever. Whatever the excuse, the reality is – can you say this? You were there most days. The best receiver based on activity, production, whatever, in training camp was who? Gunner. Okay. So that's the reality. So if he's that, then at a position where we just said Jacoby Myers has done nothing.
1: But here's the thing that I should be pointed out. We, we and me included were saying Devin Asiasi was a great training camp player. He's, he had to have a single target.
0: No, but at least he's been active and on the field, and he saw his reps grow a little bit. I, last
1: know, I mean, right? Yeah, but like if that's Gunner, that's sort of like a – not a failure, but like a disappointment in a way.
0: No, but my point is, just you have a wide receiver position that has been that like Jacoby Myers has done nothing. Um, Damir Bird has done something, but I don't know that you're like overly he's not, enticed. He's not, or, de- he's not dependable, right? So I think you want Gunner back as soon as possible to see if Gunner is more, if Gunner can be consistent, and then the the Damian Harris one. Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, you know me. It's very simple. I've wanted to see him since about last October. I'm right. going on about 12 months of yes. The answer is I want to see Damian Harris. Um, and the Sony Michelle injury, I think, as I said earlier, I think that opens the door for that possibility against a team that has a bad run defense. I think you can run on them. It's not like you're throwing him out there against some team that, you know, they only give up 2.2 yards per carry on the ground. This is a Chiefs team that basically gives up five yards of carry. So yep. put Damian Harris out there.
1: Your line has been good. See what he can do. He's – and I think fans maybe don't know, like, Damian Harris's style. He's more of a Rex Burkhead type than a Sonny Michelle type. Like, he can make a guy miss. Yeah, I think he – I said that on the main radio this morning. They asked, like,
0: you know, what is Damian Harris? I go, well, first of all, no one really knows what he right. is. But if I were going to compare him, I'd say he's got some Rex Burkhead, stocky but good lateral movement, can make people miss kind kind of yeah. guy – Yeah, I would just – I just want to see him. I feel like I'm a broken record for freaking 12 months. I just want to see what he can do. And I'd love to be able to say he stinks. Like, if you put him out there, I'll go, now I know why you didn't put him out there earlier. He
1: stinks. It's kind of like the we were saying this offseason with Stidham. You want to see what he is and because nobody really knows. And that's the same thing with Damian Harris. Like, if anything you could do in these whatever next couple weeks, just have tape, see what he is, have an actual – NFL game tape to say he's this guy. He can do this. No right. one knows what he can actually do. I know Ivan
0: was. I forgot the way he phrased it. They want to see more. They want to see what he can do. Like he had a semi-positive phrase, but yeah. Ivan always has positive. He, yeah. Ivan's pretty positive about it. Those are his boys. Those are his guys. Like he's not going to say anything negative. No, um, he's
1: not. He's not Scarnegie where he'll say,
0: "What do you want me to do?" Right. Well, that's what I was thinking. He's not Scar. He because Scar he wouldn't rip a guy. But you would
1: acknowledge, like, a guy is not very good.
0: Right. You knew how he felt. So I take with a grain of salt, you know, any praise. Like, we talked about, remember we talked about, was that week one when Fears was very praiseful of Sony, you know, yeah, except for when he tripped know. and missed that big play he should have had.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: Um, so he's positive by nature. But, okay. So, yeah.
1: What else? Uh, we're, so we're missing Bill Belichick's conference card right now. But just reading some of the, the uh, quotes coming out of it. He has another gl- glowing quote about Cam Newton. He said, his leadership has been impressive. Cam does a great job of connecting with everybody. Cam Newton spends as much time as Gillette, at Gillette Stadium than any other player. I, I, don't, I just think that the, like, what do you make of him continuing to glow over Cam week after week after week? Well,
0: A, I think it's probably true.
1: Yeah, it is, right? yeah.
0: Like, I don't
1: – But, like, but Brady did some of these same things, you know? Yeah, when? Well, like, I'm sure Brady was at the stadium more than anybody, too. Maybe it was just up the street at TV 12, but he was around. Yeah. I, I,
0: I've i said this before, that I think a lot of the stuff Bill is saying about Cam is is true, and it's what Brady used to be. And, it's, and it, and it probably... But, but, but Bill never said it about Brady. Oh, I think he did 10 years ago. You think? Oh, yeah.
1: You think Bill would give that glowing quote that he gave to Sirius this summer? About 10 um, years no, ago? No, that was
0: over the top. That was a little over the top. But I think he would acknowledge that his best player was his hardest working player and Tom was there early and nobody prepares harder than – like I think he had some of that when it was true. And then I think at times it stopped being true. Like even the OTAs, Bill probably ties in. when Bill, When Brady yeah. started, you know, skipping some OTAs and then maybe like – you know, I had heard a while back that like those extra Tuesday meetings with Bill stopped like years ago that tom and bill didn't sit down for all those extra quarterback coach meetings like so bill is seeing whether fair or not understandable or not bill is seeing less oh i used to see that guy here every spring he's not here every spring oh we used to have off day meetings just he and i we don't do that anymore Now maybe bill didn't want to do it anymore i don't know but like there was less of it there was less of tom and he's seeing the new cam newton who When he said yesterday, you know, dollar bill and Mickey D's make sure I don't have much time or something like, I believe that he has to, He's been here two months. He's learning the offense. He wasn't here. Normally, if a guy signs on March 17th, there would still be the discussion who he's still learning the offense. This is all new. He signed in July and didn't have any of that stuff. So yeah, he's playing catch up, right? He's trying to,
1: he's trying to learn the language on the fly. Well, that kind of brings me to the offense, too. Like, I, they talked a little bit about it yesterday, Cam. Maybe it was Josh the day before. Like, this offense still has – like, they're still learning each other. They're still – like, they're so far away from their peak because they don't really – they're still getting the familiarity process of what Cam likes best, what Cam can do. Like right. So, this offense, not only is it a work in progress, but it also can be so much better because they haven't even installed some of these plays. I think even that thing in the goal line against Seattle, like they called the play whatever four times cuz that's right cuz they didn't have any other place to call right and and that's
0: part of my you have nothing to lose this week you're not what you can the chiefs are more of a finished product you might be you, you might not be good by the way but you also might be light years better when you know i think the phrase i keep going back to jed fish kept using is like more tools in cam's toolbox as he has more audibles more adjustments more knowledge of what he's looking for I'm sure that's growing week to week, but it's not where Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs are. It's not where Tom Brady and the Patriots were a year ago, or at least Tom was, I don't know if the young receivers and those guys were, but this offense is going to grow. I don't know how much it'll be limited by its talent, but the, the opportunities that they'll have in terms of more plays, more adjustments, more whatever site adjustments that, you know, they're just not, ready for right now either the quarterback the young receivers the whole thing that will definitely grow but um I also there's are, you know the Teddy Bruschi thing like he's building cam up yep. like you gotta keep treat cam differently are we still seeing aspects of the if well, Teddy was right are we no, still seeing
1: because I, I can't imagine the uh Monday film review of the Raiders game was great for Cam Newton
0: I hope not I mean, he wasn't very good. Right. So, you're right. I, that's interesting. Like I hadn't really specifically thought of that. This would have been the week. Your third game, your first Monday or whatever, coming off a bad game, how did that go? Was it full team? Was it in the quarterback room? What did Bill say? How did he? you know, Johnny Effing Foxborough wouldn't have made that throw. Right. Edelman's got, you know, pause it. How many guys – hey, Cam, how many guys you see draped over Julian Edelman here? Let's count. One – Two was this a good decision camp like that kind right. of thing right I don't know if that happened or didn't happen I I, I don't
1: know that's interesting I, I mean like you said it should have whether is it was, whether it was in front of the team or a private you know quarterback with McDaniels beating like he, he had to have gotten some criticism from his play
0: I would hope so because um, Julian Edelman goes why'd you throw that to me like he knows what went on or right. If Devin McCoy, if this is in a team meeting, because we've heard that over the years, that they do this. A lot of teams don't do it
1: in a team meeting. The Patriots do it in a full squad meeting. Well, here's another thing that I'm just thinking on the fly, too. Um, Coronavirus, can they even do that? Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that
1: works. Like, we just found out two weeks ago that the players should go into the facility on Mondays when we were assuming that they weren't.
0: Right. Um, Probably not, because you think of that – that media room we go in for Bill's old Bills post-game press conferences.
1: You can't can't split the entire team in there.
0: Not every third seat, second row. You
1: you can maybe do offense and defense, but you can't do all whatever it is, 65 now. That's interesting.
0: So, circumstantially, unless it's done via –
1: WebEx or whatever. Yeah,
0: WebEx, and then it kind of loses its – Right. You don't feel the same pressure or – angst or whatever on a webex as you would if if all 70 guys are there looking at you and like Bill's yep. they yeah that's interesting I hadn't really thought about that they can't right there's no way for Bill to chew out Cam Newton the way he would chew out Tom Brady or any other player in this year.
1: In front of the entire team correct yes what
0: if they go outside
1: Bill's got like a big uh oh, imagine if they
0: did it in the stadium Everybody sat in chairs and it was on the big board. Hey, Cam, see that thing way up there? It's about 50 feet. That's Julian Edelman and he's covered by three guys. Why would you throw him the ball?
1: Bill's standing at the 50-yard line with a the mic the PA system. And that's another Patriots interception.
0: <laughs> that would be
1: fun. Um, of course, guess, half
0: of Foxborough would hear it, so I'm guessing that didn't happen.
1: No, no. they can't shut down the entire Gillette Stadium <laughs> right. complex. Uh, Any take on the... Titans COVID, like, did the league handle it right? Would you have done anything differently or? Um,
0: the only thing that – I mean, I think you need to play. And then, like, I jokingly said, so clearly one was the answer. Like, how many players more before you cancel the game? It was one. They had one extra player and one staffer in the second round that pushed yeah. them to whatever it was, 11 total. And that was, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. Nope, we're postponing it because otherwise they were going to try to play on either Monday or Tuesday but I think they should like, what are you going to do? Like you, you've decided you're trying to play. You're going to play a season. You knew this was going to happen. We say this for every sport, every college, every, you know, MLB, if you're going to play and not be in a bubble, not, you not be truly, you know, closed in, you're going to have to deal with these hiccups. And yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't so have a problem you, with it.
1: You would have played Monday or Tuesday is what you're saying.
0: I probably would have. I don't I mean I
1: know I guess the second set of Well that's what I mean like because you don't know what what would have happened as the week's gone on. Like what if there's more positive tests today? You know what I mean? Right, but then I pull the plug. Like like
0: they had a plug they had a plug pulling point and it was the second second, yes. I think I probably would have forged on from there, and then if there was a third set of tests maybe that's where I would have pulled the plug the one thing I did want to talk about here which is an interesting um subplot to all the testing in the NFL that we talked a little bit on Dale and Keefe about the story that came out last week that the Steelers had two guys that tested positive and then I believe on either Friday or Saturday and then they woke them up early to get them tested again because they were pretty sure they were false positives and they wanted make and they they were they then tested negative Although, my first question is, how do you know the false negative isn't a false negative? Right, right. um, And that – the fact that they don't have faith in their testing system is a little concerning.
1: Well, well, remember, wasn't it that one of the training camp days where they had to cancel some team – and we sort of said, like, this could be something that comes up like a Sunday before the game type deal where, like, you can make the argument – Like basically we're saying like, this is, this is coming up now. So when it happens during an actual game, Oh, well we got all these false positives. It happens. Right. And that's like
0: Dale Arnold said, well, maybe they should, you know, start doing testing Sunday morning and make sure they test Sunday morning. And I said, I wouldn't want that because I'm already as a team. I think we have a lot of false negatives, but if I have a false negative on a Sunday morning, I can't play the guy. Right. Right. I I have a test that says he, I mean, uh, yeah, a false uh, positive. I mean, I can't play the guy. And yet, if I don't have a test, I can just put my blinders on and play, put my 53 guys out on the field. So the fact that they don't really trust their testing, it sounds like, that they're so confident, oh no, these must be false positives. They'll be, he'll be negative tomorrow. We'll get him up early. We'll be fine. That's a little concerning. If you can't trust the testing, then it's all kind of a a mirage or, or a facade, right? Like, you're pretending we know everybody's tested and they're fine, but you don't really trust that. And for some reason you trust when it says negative, but when it says positive, you go, ah, that's a false positive. We've been doing this enough. Right, right. So do I think they handled it fine? Sure. They were cautious and that's fine. And apparently they're going to just switch the buys and they have a way. I
1: was going to say, they kind of lucked out in that sense where they could just move one game around and still, it's, it's not going to, they're going to play all the games that they need to play in the 16 weeks that they need to play.
0: Right and for now for now right eventually there may need to be a week 18 the problem is if you have a week 18 but there's one team that missed two games they can't play I
1: I thought I saw something this week that Peter King said that like the NFL had planned this offseason they're okay with having two teams like not play the full 16 game schedule he said something I think that was to us yesterday was it
0: I think so He has long answers, so sometimes I kind of fade in and out of whether I'm listening. Um, But he – yeah, he mentioned something about that, planning for Week 18, planning for not having teams, and that's another thing I'd be fine with generally. Like, if a game doesn't get played, it doesn't get – this isn't the regular season, and I also – in this year, the way they've set up the playoffs, there's only one bye, and there's an extra playoff team. So – could there be an argument for something like, oh, if I had played that game, I would have won and I would be this? Right. It looks like the Chiefs are going to be your number one seed. And it looks – I mean, are you going to argue that you're the eighth team and you would have been the seventh team? Well, in a normal year, you wouldn't have been in either way as the eighth seed or the seventh seed. So, like, quit your bitching. It's not a normal year. We're in a pandemic. I don't know if you've heard.
1: Yes, we've, we've, we've all heard. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if there's anything else to get to this week. Did we have an ad yet in this podcast? We probably will. If I do it right. You want to talk about that? We got ads now or something? Yeah, we have a new platform. So if the uploading process is a little different, we were elevated to the, we're one of the top podcasts at Intercom. So we're, we're doing this new uploading system. So if there's any differences this week, that's why. Out of our control. We do that. We
0: pass the buck well. We pretty much always say, well, it's out of our, above our pay grade. But it it's is. Dollar. though. I mean, everything is. So what kind of
1: ad you think it is? Political? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think no. it's that's that's why a little uh, known secret will reveal in this podcast that opinion box that you asked me about on the website. It's to put in that like it's an opinion piece and an intercom doesn't like advocate for what's potentially in this story.
0: Oh, so they don't agree with my column saying the Patriots have nothing to lose. And I didn't check it off because I wasn't. If, sure if, about-
1: if you did, yes, they would. They would put that. Oh. There'd be that little like company line at the end of the, your story.
0: I wonder if that was made in result uh, for my uh, fear is the worst uh, symptom of the coronavirus.
1: It's possible. I was thinking it's more of the political stuff that could be written in these next couple months or so, but. It's possible. Yeah, we've had,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've had an ad. I'm, I'm intrigued. I might have to listen to the podcast to find out what the ad was. Well, yeah. And is it one of those ads that'll be, will it always be the same ad if you listen or. No,
1: see, that's what I think. I think it could be a different ad for a different listener.
0: Uh, ah, so you could get an ad for like, you know, Coca-Cola and I could get an ad for, you know, Bic lighters or something.
1: Correct. Okay. I'm interested.
0: Um, So prediction, we haven't made a prediction. Oh, prediction. Uh, I'll let you go first.
1: I'm going to go Coca-Cola, with... AFC title game preview. No, there's a lot, there's a lot for the team to, this is the, the same team that we see on the field on Sunday is going to look a lot different come January, so... But it's a
0: preview of the AFC title game. You said it's going to be Chiefs-Patriots.
1: Sure, sure. but it'll be a complete different – Kansas page. City. It'll be a complete different Patriots team then. I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City 34, Patriots 24.
0: Uh, I started my prediction game – I'm and 3-0, by the way, so far this year on Portland WJAB
1: Radio. Um, we, we both are. It's not, I'm just saying. I like to keep track of my record. I mean – I think everybody that picks the games is 3-0. and Christian
0: Fourier picked the Raiders. Okay. Okay? Okay. He played the game. He's been in a Patriots locker room, and he's not 3-0. and Okay. Got it? Got it. Uh, I'm going very similar to you, but a little more of a divide. I went uh, WJAB early this morning. It's a great listen if you uh, catch it on Friday mornings in the greater Portland area. Uh, 35-17. Oh, so you're going blow up, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I was watching early last week. I told you this. We're watching my son and I, Monday Night Football, and he was enjoying the Chiefs and the plays they were making. I go, uh, you might want to pipe down. In six days, they're going to be doing this to your team, and you could get blowed off the field. Yes. Uh, I just – you know I've, I've thought that the Patriots defense might be sneaky bad this year. Um, I still feel that way. I still feel – and this is if, – if they are, if they're going to be exposed – But
1: if they're, if they're, like you said, bad, it's going to be more of a running game.
0: Uh, and I think the Chiefs are going to no. do whatever the hell they
1: want to do. No, so you're you're thinking that the Patriots secondary is overrated as well?
0: Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, we have one of our hosts on the midday show that thinks uh, Stefan Gilmore is borderline done as a cornerback.
1: Yeah. Did you see what Teddy Bruschi said about
0: that? Yeah, that he deserves more respect from the refs.
1: Uh, I,
0: you know what I, that I, tells me? Rich Keefe's right. Gilmore's done, and right. we're scrambling to defend him and find answers and right. because. Two of his pass interference calls have been blatantly obvious because he got toasted.
1: Nobody can defend that one against the Raiders at the end of the half. Like, he grabbed no. the guy. Like,
0: that, to me, in this age-old debate of should it be a 15-yard penalty or a spot penalty and everybody I'm says, gonna well, they get beat, me. they're going to tackle everybody, yes. that was that play. He got yes. beat and he said, I'm just going to tackle the guy. I'm going to grab him, right? Um, so, yes, Stephon Gilmore hasn't been great. I don't think Jonathan Jones has been great.
1: just going to say that. He's been another
0: one. So I watched um, the right sideline last week. I believe it was Jacobs who ran right by Devin McCourty like he was standing still. Devin McCourty went from good – he looked like Jawan Bentley on the play. Good angle, good angle. Uh Uh-oh, I got to run. I'm chasing him. If that happens against Tyreek Hill or Clyde Edwards-Alaire, it'll be an even bigger play. Uh, Yeah, so I'll say I do think the secondary is going to be exposed a little bit. I think the defense is going to be exposed greatly up front. I don't think they can match up up front at all. Um, yeah, 35, 17. If
1: that, if that indeed happens, it's 35, 17 is the narrative on Monday, like they are supposed to get blown out or is it, maybe this team's not as good as we thought. Uh,
0: I think the narrative should be, you, you don't measure up to them. You're not in their class right now. You're a developing team, a new look team. You're close. The Ravens had the same thing happen to them and going into that game we should remember there were people that were saying the ravens were the best team in football best all around team in football they can play defense lamar jackson's throwing better from the pocket all these things and i thought they got their hats handed to them at home i thought they got undressed by the chiefs so and and all we've been told all off season and early season was it was the chiefs then the ravens and then a big divide right yeah okay so maybe you're actually closer to the ravens than you think but, but further, further from the, the chiefs right so the Ravens are lower and you're closer to them, but the divide from one to two and three is maybe even greater. Although I would also throw in Tennessee and Pittsburgh, like they're very much in the mix for that tier of yep. team. But I mean, I, it's hard to say without seeing the game, but I think the narrative should just be, everything's fine. Like first four games are over, you know, quarter pole. let's roll. We're a bill Belichick team and, other than last year, Bill Belichick teams get better late in the year. They play their best football late in the year. They build. And there's more reason to believe that this year than any, any other time, right, with a new quarterback, a new offense, lots of young players. Right. So I think it'd be easy to spin the narrative positive or at least um, everything's going to be okay come Monday.
1: All right, so we'll probably have a podcast Monday morning.
0: Uh, Okay. You're the boss.
1: Probably. Probably Monday morning, su- Sunday night, Monday morning, recapping the game. Quick, instant analysis.
0: Don't call it knee-jerk.
1: Nope, won't be doing that.
0: You don't want to piss off uh, Jerry Thornton. He's very, very sensitive. Very sensitive.
1: We'll, we'll watch what our titles are. Actually, we, you should probably, can
0: you go back and edit out, edit out the word knee-jerk that I just said? Because he, he owns that word. No one else is allowed to say that word. Um, so, yeah, edit that out when you put the commercials in.
1: <laughs> I'll do that. All right, we'll talk to you uh, Monday morning.
0: Peace out.